0: This is Elsia.
1: Pronounced local.
0: Or living a creative life.
1: I'm Rawat Majdi.
0: And I'm
1: We're creatives talking to creatives about what it means to be a creative.
0: So get ready for some delicious conversations and awesome takeaways so that you can maximize your own creative life.
1: Today we have Najud al-Yagut. Najjud is a writer based in Kuwait who has authored novels, poetry collections, and compilations of essays. She's also the founder of Coexist Kuwait. Welcome, Najud. We're Thank super you. excited to have you. So, Najud, tell us a little bit about your writing.
2: So, yes, I started writing poetry and then evolved to essays and op-eds, and finally. the realm of novels how did you get into writing poetry i started when i was about 13 years old oh yeah and i don't it wasn't something planned it was my way of expressing myself
1: okay so it was something that you kind of picked up and you were not planning to become a poet you wanted to express yourself through poetry is that right exactly had you been writing poetry or not writing poetry had you been reading poetry
2: beforehand I see the thing is, I don't even remember okay. how it actually started. I just remember I was about, yeah, like a really early in my early teens. It was my way of expressing myself. So, mm. yeah. yeah, I don't remember whether it was through reading or if I had seen a movie about poetry or, mm. or whether I was surrounded by poets. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs>
0: You, that's really interesting that you've been writing that since that long, and you've been writing a lot of books. I've read I've read your poetry books before, and it's fascinating. And how many books did you read, did you write
2: so far? Um, I think around. Twelve or thirteen. That's oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. an amazing
1: collection of books. <laughs> that's it's yeah. it's it's really interesting once you get to a point where you're not sure how many it is. <laughs> and <you have> to <laughs> I know right? oh,
2: a yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Is so, it
0: twelve, or 13? Yeah, I've lost
1: but fifteen. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Najud, how was how was the process for your
2: very first book? And it was a collection of poetry, right? Yeah. Okay. The first book I always tell people because everyone seems to be so stressed and you know, they say, Oh, you're so prolific, and we haven't managed to even finish one book. And I always tell them that my first book was two decades in the making. Wow. So, I mean, I had been writing for a long time and I had never planned on publishing the books. And then after that, that's it. Once you open that box, that realm, once you surrender, that's it. It comes easier. One after the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had people been reading your poetry or have you been had you been performing your poetry before you released the book? no never I never performed any of my poems uh, perhaps a few friends and family members were the only ones who read the poetry so mm. yeah
1: what caused that change what what made you decide after 20 years it's now time for me to put my stuff into the public
2: well I almost burned the poems oh <laughs> uh, yeah I almost burned and got rid of all of them and and decided I'm not a poet and I like I said, I never wanted to publish the books. So what are they doing there? And there were about 150 poems. And hmm. my sister was like, give them to me. You know? <laughs> she had this uh, vision, the psychic vision that I would publish one day. And I said, what's the difference between burning the poems and giving She's like, just give them to me. A year later, something clicked. And I was like, you know those poems? She's like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready to publish. She's like, here you go. <laughs> Wow,
1: what made you like what? What caused your change of mind? What was that after one year that you were like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna take those poems that I was about to burn a year ago, and now it's time for me to put it out there.
2: It's something. uh, It's not. It's something, especially with regards to my writing and poetry. It's never something that I plan or decide. Mm -hmm. It arises spontaneously.
1: Mm. Okay.
2: And um, so I just I remember a year later. I wanted the poems and I wanted to share them with people. And one of the reasons was because somebody very close to me had died Hmm. uh, months before. And I remember thinking, you know what? This is a legacy I'd like to leave behind. I'd like to share my writing because life is transient. It's temporary. And um, I also wanted to write for this person. So I added some poems dedicated to the the person. And that was it. Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: That Nujud, that reminds me of Stephen King, and when the, when people like, ask him how do you write, and he says, I don't know, it just comes, mm-hmm. and he writes the kind of God knows nobody knows mm-hmm. how many books. For sure, he. he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's 150
1: 200 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But Najud, you actually have uh, have written um, uh, different kind of books like um, novels and stories. Can you like t- how did you shift from poetry? Into fiction, if I may say.
2: I'm telling you, my sister is psychic. <laughs> oh wow! After having published a couple of collections of poetry, I think maybe three or four, my sister said, "You know, you're going to write novels." And I'm like, "No, I'll never go into that form." And you know, let's let's go into it. A year later, <laughs> the novel came out. So things yeah.
1: happen in, in years. <laughs> yeah, in it's year my, my sister and a year. There
0: seems to be some everyone, kind of correlation. everyone needs that sister. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs>
1: Is she available for hire? Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that she's able to see things um, in the sense of like she can see what's coming for you before mm-hmm. you even, you know, mm-hmm. are ready to get there. Or maybe it's something in the way that you spoke about a certain novel or maybe mm-hmm. it's what you've been you know, uh, experimenting with, and she was like, you know what, I can see something there. I think that's really beautiful, honestly. Sometimes the people around us know us more than we know us. Absolutely. Which is so interesting yes. to me. Um, okay, so your sister, psychic, right? She was able <laughs> to to figure out that you were mo- shifting over to novels. What was the experimentation phase or what made you want to be like, okay, let me move away from poetry and prose and into novels?
2: Again, unplanned. Okay. I remember sitting in my room, and a story came to me. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it was during an eat holiday, and we hadn't traveled. Yeah, it was definitely during the holiday. And for three days in a row, I let the story come out. I was holed up in my room. I'd eaten my room. Nobody saw me for three days. Finally, I had to go down on the third or fourth day. And my hands were actually hurting. I had to sit on my hands because they were shaking. That's how much I typed. So the entire premise of the story was written in three days, motorbikes and camels. Mm -hmm. And of course, then you have the, you know, the process where you have to expand and, and edit and, uh, you know, but the the story itself, the, the skeleton of the story was composed, I just surrendered.
0: I'm so curious. Can you talk talk us about the process that you went through? Like three days, you sat down in front of the laptop and you keep typing. Uh, like the what the story, the, the beginning, the ending. What, how did you start?
2: I think I would say seventy five percent of the story because things did change. Mm-hmm. But the skeleton of the story was was written in those three days because I couldn't I couldn't leave. I had to I had to finish the story I had had to write it out. Yeah, I had to get it out. And um, it just came out. Mm. And of course, you know, we go back to the whole discipline thing. I think with novels, it's it's different. Because when I when I speak about discipline, it's more with poetry and essays, which flow, you you might have the, a different way approach when it comes to writing novels because novels have uh, a lot more rules and structure and right. minimum word count and, you know. So I think to myself, you know, what if I'm gonna finish the story because I have to finish it, I, I just, I can't leave. Mm-hmm. And in order to alleviate, you know, the the pain of like getting it all out, you know, vomiting the story out, I did have to say, okay, I'm gonna finish this amount of words today. Okay. Just so that, you know, I'm, I can calm yeah. my, my, my spirit down. Beautiful. So
1: what sparked that idea? What made you say, okay, I have this idea
2: and I have this time and
1: I have to get it out there?
2: It just, it, it was a story for some reason, you know. I mean, most of us read a lot. Right. And uh, and I think it was different. It wasn't poetry this time. It was It was a story that wanted to be told and it wanted to be told as a novel and maybe told immediately and right? oh yeah I, you know <laughs> yeah and uh, it was a very different process than writing poetry which you know because poetry you can have three lines and stop you know and i'm like okay and then that's come the back to you want later it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the way you want it, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get the, that story out beautiful beautiful
0: so after writing the whole novel you, you self-published it right can you please tell us a more about how the process of self-publishing a book
2: Mm-hmm. Well, there's there are two ways that you can self-publish. Either you upload to KDP or it used to be CreateSpace, which is on Amazon, mm-hmm. which is very easy when it comes to poetry, or you actually get in touch with a self-publishing company, which I did in the States. And, uh, you know, they have the editors, they have the book designers, it's, it's, it's professional. So that's the way I self-published.
1: Really? So there is a such a thing as a self-publishing company? Yes. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's separate from a actu- an actual publisher, yes, right? It's
2: absolutely.
1: A company that guides you through yes. publishing. Okay. Yes. Um, did you have any issues getting the book to Kuwait since you contacted somebody in, in the U.S.? Publishing it in Kuwait to me? Yeah. Mean? Or bringing the book over to Kuwait? or uh, Via Amazon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So via Amazon. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you finished the book and you edit it yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have to give it to the self-publishing company to do that and they have more editing to
2: do? Basically what I do first is I edit it myself and then I send it to a company called Readsy Hmm. where you, I think, give two or three chapters and the editors will come and tell you, yes, you know what, we can do this for you in this time. Hmm. Um, So I also give it to the professional editors on Readsy who are vetted by a very prestigious company, so they're you know you know that they're the top editors, and then to the self-publishing because you can never have enough editing. Um, if I had to do it personally, which I do with my poetry books, I would edit till I die. Really. So yeah, I know that thankfully you have a deadline, and and that's was yeah. it easy
0: dealing with their editor like um... yeah
2: very very professional and they you know usually finish the work ahead of time.
0: So you didn't have struggle with like, you know, I want to decide to be here, but they asked you like, to, you know, to change it?
2: No, uh, you have, for example, developmental editors. Those are the ones that will, you know, give you feedback about the plot and, you know. Mm-hmm. So for the first novel, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, for the first novel, I did have a developmental editor. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something. You said
1: that if it, when it comes to your poetry... If you were given the chance to edit, you would edit till you die. Mm-hmm. At what point would you say that the poem has become another poem entirely when it comes to editing?
2: I would just let go. Okay. I, even with novels, um, I don't like to read my novels or because I, I don't want to look at it. Because I know that I'll, I'll say, oh, I should have put that there. I should have added mm-hmm. that. I just don't look at it anymore. You, you publish know, There's it? a point where you just let go.
1: Okay. So you publish it and then you let it go into the world and it's finished. Yes. You don't allow it to come back to you. You don't allow different editions. Yes. I know that some authors even release a a book and then they add chapters, you know, like they change it, which I find is really interesting, but also, you know, kind of a strange way to do it. But I find that so interesting. It feels to me, Nujud, that the way that the ideas come and your work flows is like... um, you 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 wait for it and it comes and then when you let it go you let it go it's a very how do i say it i I want to use the word mindful way to do it and it's a very kind of going with the flow mm-hmm. and i think that's really beautiful i really appreciate that yeah. so you mentioned discipline earlier and i think it's time that we can do, move in there yeah yeah okay so you mentioned discipline and I'm wondering, do you include any discipline in your work? Is, this, is, is there any kind of um, specific rules to your, to your writing? Do you make sure that you sit down and write every day? Do you make sure that you put out a specific number of words? How do you go with the flow, but also get stuff done? This is a very, uh, you know, very important point for me, and I'm wondering.
2: With poetry, no discipline. With novels, like I said, you have to have a certain format for it to be called a novel, the word count, and you know, right. uh, there's more discipline involved, obviously, especially with word counts, and especially with someone like me who's very impatient with a story, because I feel the story's in my head already and I want to get it out. Mm. That's it, you know. Um, and also, a lot of spiritual, it's a spiritual process for me. Uh, I involve God, mm. <laughs> especially at the end. Once, you know, the ego, the dictator in the head has gotten everything out, I consult with the uh, God, like, is this OK? You know, I want to be your vessel. Um, are you fine with this, you know, being out in the world? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope I'm hearing the right message because those books all got out for some reason, you know. So it's also a spiritual uh, practice for me. And that's why with uh, this is an imprint and um, even the two novels, there's a potent spiritual aspect to it you know which which bounces out the worldly or anything that could influence people to behave in a certain way you know I'm very mindful of that um, so you know so that the reader ascends along with me so yeah just involve you know
0: very interesting. A Higher power. <laughs> very very interesting. I'm um, um, also like when we talk about discipline, I guess, um do you have invested a lot? Maybe you talk about like it comes with you uh, with the flow, but I'm sure that you invested a lot in reading. Like you've been reading for years, and and you have like gained a lot of information. I know that the the process of spiritual processes sounds great, and you, you just let it go. You know, you have. As if, like, you've done your duty, you get what I'm saying? And and now you, like, you give it away. Like, you know what? I've read books. I've, I tried to write. I tried to do everything. Now it's my job is to give it away. If, this is what I got from what you said. This is my part. Like as And going back to legacy, that I'm, gonna, I'm giving away poems, stories to, to tell. And hopefully, people are gonna like, you know, influence people and stuff, and this is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Which comes to the question is like, in order for someone to create, in your opinion, what are the steps that you need to go through?
2: If you're aligned to creation, the steps will come to you. You just have to be in a space where you listen. A lot of us are very distracted. It's a, it's a world where we can get easily distracted. But I feel I feel that people who are in love with the calling and in touch with it don't need as much advice. Obviously, you know, I'll go on websites sometimes and, you know, um, see what certain authors say about the process and stuff. But if it's something that you love to do, the work will will be done. You just have to be in the right space, not too much thought.
0: When it comes to space, you mean like space of environment, people around you? What do you mean by space?
2: Emptiness and uh, getting out of the way, you know, because that ego's always chattering in our head. The ego is telling the story sometimes, <laughs> most of the times. So sometimes it's about saying, OK, you know what, that little dictator, that little voice is in the head, but wait a minute, here's a story. So I'm not going to let the, the voice. In my head that's telling the story, tell me how to write it. I'm that just reminds, going to manifest it. That me of
0: your first book, if I'm, if I'm correct. That was every two pages was um, a perspective from the ego and the, mm-hmm. like, if I say it. Higher say, self, yeah. The higher self on yes. that egoistic yes. perspective of it. Mm-hmm.
1: This is an imprint. Right? Yes.
0: Yeah, which is, you know, like everyone who's listening to this, you need to check this book. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: So you mentioned something about distraction. Let's say that I'm someone who knows for sure that I am constantly distracted. How do I eliminate these distractions
2: or how would you give me advice to make your calling the distraction Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, I mean, just start out like that. And then eventually, once you give enough time and nurture the calling, it will no longer be a distraction, but give it the, the that moment that it it deserves. And uh, the rewards, my goodness, that feeling, you know, that uh, feeling that you have inside. It's very different. Beautiful. And you would say the calling is your creative
1: work. And that's creative work in any way for you. It's writing for others it might be
2: you know gardening Painting. have you seen gardening? people who know how wow. to garden <laughs> that's amazing actually, people yeah. with green thumbs you yeah. know, they're really in it it's it's all it's a mindful hmm. uh connection.
0: For, a ma- for a moment i got, I, I totally understand differently like uh, the calling is a distraction so if he's distracted by you know watching a netflix series <laughs> just go and watch it first <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> like Finish the series and then yeah. you can create, you know? Oh, you, you heard
1: it completely differently. <laughs> yeah. he, no, no, no. He yeah. wanted an excuse yeah. to follow <laughs> the distraction. <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to get distracted and then you make will it Make a calling. Make
1: <laughs> Netflix callings, is my yeah. calling. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this is very interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, wow. It's such an interesting way to put it, to pivot the idea that the distraction is taken away from my calling and then instead saying, you know what? I'm going to make my calling. The distraction. I'm going to put time and space for my calling. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. So, part of what you do, Nujud, is you have founded a group called Coexist Kuwait. Can
2: you tell us about that? Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I had somebody on social media ask me to organize a peace gathering for what was happening with the Dakota oil pipeline in the States. Mm-hmm. And it was a very peaceful gathering. We met outside of the Quay Towers, and you know, people brought their guitars, and it was a very peaceful atmosphere. And I just felt like a hypocrite in the middle because I thought, you know what? Here we are pointing fingers at policies abroad, where we have our own issues here locally, and that's how Coexist was born, putting the focus on the self and the community. And what kind of events have you had since then? Mostly it started with music and then it transcended to poetry with singing and uh, finally progressed to discussions. That's something new. This year we had a couple of discussions.
0: Very interesting. So how did the coexist influence your writing, especially your books?
2: It's a lifestyle, so it also permeates the themes in the books. Hmm. Through the characters the conversations the dialogue the protagonists it's there mm-hmm. coexistence and spirituality
0: when we talk about coexistence we talk about living with every, everyone and anyone and uh, however they look and however they think and mm-hmm. how they believe yes uh, and this is interesting that you're trying to you know
1: uh, bring this kind of concept to kuwait yeah that's beautiful well, thank you so much, Najud. Thank you. Guys. Your uh, What you've said so far has absolutely changed me, I have to say. Oh. And I'm definitely going to be sitting with it for the rest of the day. You're going to make it your distraction, yes, you promise. Yes. <laughs> this is my calling. <laughs> and you'll see it's no longer
2: a distraction. Uh, uh, for,
1: for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Najud. For me, thank I'm going to keep calling. For,
0: for my calling, so I can look like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Najud. Thank you for, thank for you coming over. So thank you.